All right, everyone, before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Whether you're already a fantasy player or you're just trying to become one, competing with friends doesn't stop at the final whistle. Neither should your fantasy league. Champions Round is building the arena where your favorite sports and athletes are always in play. They're the only round-based fantasy sports game, and better yet, they break up the season into small chunks so you have even more chances to draft your perfect team and, of course, more chances to win. You could do your mock drafts, play with friends, family, or even us, your draft queens. So run, don't walk, to download the Champions Round app on the App Store to play today. What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. It's another week. We've got a lot to get through. What's up, Michelle? How are you this crazy and almost Friday the 13th week? We're recording on a Thursday, but uh, tomorrow is a big spooky day. How are you feeling? Now I feel spooky now that I know that. I just was like (laughs) writing down what the release date was for this episode, and I was like, ooh, creepy. I don't like it creepy yeah that's we're coming to your earballs on a friday which is friday the 13th you know it reminds me of one of my favorite moments from season one which was obviously i mean this was this was a highlight moment when that black cat oh, ran best. across metlife the best i'm pretty sure you what adopted that was cat. that i'm still convinced that you adopted that cat yeah, and for anyone who's tuning in for the first time or just doesn't know that I have a black cat, I have a black cat. Um, <laughs> it was not the expectation in my life, and yet here he is. So, um, yeah, it just re- it reminds me of, obviously, love a black cat because they're silly looking and also spooky and scary, but also because of MetLife. And I think since then, seriously, that MetLife has been cursed. Like MetLife has been <laughs> when you look at the Jets and the Giants strings yeah, out. Yeah, when you look at the Jets and the Giants, uh, you know, uh, records for the season. Yeah, you're right. Plus, everyone that goes to uh, MetLife do- like doesn't make it out alive. I mean, exactly. Everyone's tearing their ACLs, and oh, you know what it could be about though. This. Well, maybe here. Can I make a theory? Yeah. Can I make a theory live on the show? Maybe t- today, when when listeners are tuning in, today, Friday the 13th, perhaps this will be the day that the curse is lifted. For any Jets or Giants fans listening, maybe it's been cursed since that little black cat ran across the MetLife field. And we've just been waiting and for now, Friday the 13th. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm going to throw that theory out there. The only thing that would break that theory is we literally had Friday the 13th in October. So, uh um, oh. Darn it. All right. Well, either way, that is a fun memory and does make me crack up. And also, I love the parallel between all the to- all the guys that have gone on IR since playing on that field after the Black Cat ran on it. I honestly hope that that lifts the curse, at least for 2020 injuries. So let's hope that that actually is viable. But we are already in week 11. Wait, week, week 10. Week 10. Sorry, not week 11. So we're in double digits now. We are. Uh, that's incredible. And we've got a lot to get through. I mean, I see some um, some bye weeks this week that, depending on who you have in your lineups, are big ones. But, um, I mean, no one that really affects me. I think you've got a couple that affect you. Who are, who are our buys this week? So you got Casey, Atlanta, the the Jets, and Dallas. What is so great for me is that I happen to be playing against someone that has Patrick Mahomes. So this is fantastic. Oh, you 
little shit. That Dude, is the best. That's good news. The other good news is, and we'll talk about this later, I'm just glad Dallas is on by, so I don't even have to think about it this week. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I feel like you've drafted pretty deep with Dallas in years past, but and we'll get to Zeke and and postulating around him and the Cowboys. Um, but between Zeke and CeeDee Lamb, I, I know you've been hot on them. So that actually works out quite well, at least for this week for you. So I feel I good hope, about I it. I hope it stands. I, I hope need, it stands. Look, I need it because I suffered a loss last week. I'm now in fifth place and I am quickly oh. approaching a 500 record. I'm five and four. I do not want to go five oh, wow. and five. I'm going to get pissed at myself if that happens. So... Look, I, uh, I'm, I'll take anything I can get. Guys on by and me playing my, like, I'll take whatever I can get right now because I do not want to start dipping, you know, to 500 and below. What, what are you feeling over there? I mean, I would love to start dipping to 500 and above <laughs> if I if I could. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, I'm I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna try and take this in a positive direction this week because I feel like I've been kind of teetering on the edge of like playoffs this entire season. I gotta tell I you, I really got fucked this year. Well, I got fucked. I mean, look, I just have to say, you know, last week I got totally screwed because I played Justin Jackson, thinking great play, everything's great. He got injured in the mm. first quarter, went out, zero. Fat zero. Okay, that sometimes sucks. you can get away with a zero because, you know, your quarterback scores 46 points. Thank you, Deshaun Watson. You know what else sucks? When your boy Corey Davis also puts up a fat zero. You can't win games if you have two guys with zeros. No, that's that's too tough. And actually, like, you are kind of my enemy because I was playing – I was I was playing – oh, my God – I was playing the 12 seed in our league. 12. 12 out of 14. Okay? This is embarrassing in and of itself. I mean, I think that's where you're at now. I mean, it is, but I will tell you why. (laughs) Okay, got it, got it. Fucking, like, I would have won without one player playing, and that is Kyler Murray. He scored 55 points. He's a beast! 55 points. If he had just put any other quarterback in, I would have won. Any other normal quarterback. Okay, but, but, not no, Kyler but of Murray. course they're going to play Kyler Murray. This, look, this also goes back no, to no, my, no. My, my thing of like, I don't like the way that our league scores points. I, know. I don't like the whole bonuses and all that bullshit. I don't like it. I don't like it one we're bit. Gonna do, we're changing it next year. I think the one thing I texted you this weekend, like seriously about football, was just, I fucking hate this league. We're never doing this league again. <laughs> no, um, I'm out. We're because, starting our own because, Draft Queens league. Yeah, we have to. So anyone who wants to join, hit us up, let us know. But the the big thing being, like, we have all these bonus multipliers for touchdowns and yada, yada. It's all bullshit. So we are in a weird league. I never want to play in it again. Can Thanks I tell a lot, you, Kyler Murray. Can you, I just, you ruined my season. Can I t- <laughs> Kate really has been sulking about this since the, the game's ended, just so everybody Weeks. knows. I've been on the receiving end of those text messages. But sorry. I also have another gripe with last weekend. Like, Let's beautiful day, beautiful day here in New York. We were able to like sit outside, watch the games. Oh. It was fantastic. I went in feeling really good about my Sunday lineup. I made some like I made you know some day uh, like weekend teams on like DraftKings. I was like I feel good about this. This feels I feel like I know my shit. It's a nice day. I'm ready. Every time I looked up at the screen on Red Zone and there was a touchdown, it was some guy I've never heard of in my life. That is spot. 
on. There was tons, Spot on. tons and tons of points were scored last week. Uh, we were joking that, like, even at halftime, every game was over the over. Like, tons of points were scored last week. Really exciting games, technically speaking, right? But every time I looked up at the screen, it was like, touchdown, Joe Blow. I, I was like, who are these people? Joe Blow. <laughs> Joe Blow. Like, how come none of my guys scored touchdowns and every game had 50-plus points? What's the, what's the problem I know. here? That is such a good – that is so, so, so true because I feel like that happened with the Vikings, at least for me. I, I Singletary – and I have a gripe with Singletary right now. It happened Bills, ev- But the it Bills were racking everywhere. up a storm. Where were the points going? Who was two guys that are like drafted on basically zero percent of any leagues? I know, like the DJ Dallas's of the world, who we did call out last week, and he had a couple. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was like very, very, very frustrating. It was very frustrating to see that many points scored and then not see it translate in fantasy. For for just football watching, super fun, super exciting. Lots of great games last week. For fantasy, really annoying because you did not see a lot of those big-name guys getting in the end zone. Well, I'll tell you what. If if it comes to silver linings here, if we have any, which we do. We have lots of we silver al- linings. We'll always find a silver lining. Come on. Always a silver lining. And that silver lining is, by the time you've listened to this show, listener, we have already watched the Thursday night game with the Titans and the Colts. And the good thing about being bad at fantasy football is that you can focus on actual football. So (laughs) I feel like I've been so micro laser focused into fantasy strategy. And, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, Michelle, like all we do is talk fantasy. And then you think to, you have to think about zooming out to the full league to and actual what's football actually games. going yeah. on. I don't even know what's going on half the time. Like, I don't <laughs> you're know. Just so I've heard that the, each, yeah, matchup and this and that. Yeah. I, I hear you. Projections. Yeah. You, you like forget, like I'm looking at my lineup. I'm like, Oh, Corey Davis. Like, do I play him? I'm mad at him about last week. I don't know. Are the Colts, how are the Colts doing? Like I got, yeah, it, yeah. You, you get really stuck and fixated on your, on your own players and the stats. And you know, that's why sometimes it's nice. You sit, like you said, to zoom out a bit. Yeah. Well, well, listen, there's always a silver lining and for all you losers out there like me, and <laughs> uh, I am most certainly a loser right now. I'm at the bottom, the bottom of our league. You're not all the way at the bottom. Yeah, I'm pretty close, pretty close. I can sniff the bottom. I can see it. I can taste it. But um, yeah, but if you're you're not doing so hot this season and sometimes it's hard to mitigate that, just remember there's always actual football on. And that, Michelle, is today's silver lining and your Friday inspiration. (laughs) How about it? it? I love it. I think that should lead us straight into the huddle. Well, Michelle, speaking of silver linings, we do have our favorite segment that we're going right into here. That is the huddle. And for those of you who don't know the huddle, you might as well by now. We're reading you the biggest headlines of the week all across every sport before we get into our next segment and deep dive on football. So, Michelle, as always, you know that I've got my timer ready to go with 60 seconds so we can hit every headline in the world every headline in the world um i went through earlier today and popped some of these in here so they might be new to you all right um, I like no it. tricky names though so don't worry about it okay good i mean i like to learn new things that's part of the that's the fun of the huddle 
Yeah. Well, there's a bunch in here and uh, more sports than I remember happening last week. Last week was very football heavy. So we've got a myriad. And if I count you down, do you want to take the first headline and we can go tit for tat? I'm ready to go. All right, my gal. In three, two, one, go. The weekend will headline the next Super Bowl halftime show. The 2020 Masters Golf Tournament at Augusta started today, Thursday, the 12th, and Bryson DeChambeau is the consensus favorite to win the Masters at an 8-1 to one odd. Wow. After day one of the Masters, Tiger Woods posts a bogey-free 68 for his best opening round. Way to go, old man. Uh, Baltimore Ravens player... A Baltimore... Oh, God. A Baltimore Ravens player has officially tested positive for coronavirus. The Cleveland Indians' Shane Bieber, not related to Justin, unanimously wins the American Cy Young Award. While not official, the NBA rumor mill is a spin-in and suggests that the Houston Rockets superstar James Harden could request an off-season trade. Some MLB coaching switches are happening as the Boston Red Sox hire Alex Cora and the Los Angeles Angels, uh, Los Angeles Angels make Perry Mizon general manager. God, that was was wordy at the end there, and you were stressing me out. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to stress you out with the five seconds. I probably should start chiming in at like ten seconds. No, I like so it. I like the stress of it. Like I like the stress of it. I also was getting I, always, I was getting like fumbly over the Red Sox thing because it's like really now you guys get Alex Cora back like what the fuck are you doing I know I know for those of you who are not familiar with Alex Cora he was a um he was a member of the Red Sox at one point who then went over to the Astros and was coaching on the Astros during was a that cheater. very cheater. that cheating scandal, was a sign cheater. stealing. Sign stealing was also a very of course good the, from season one. The Red one. Sox were probably like, "Hey, man, we actually think you're great because you're a cheater, so we'll bring you back." I mean, honestly, I can't. I can't. Spoken like a true you know New York what? fan. Get out of here. Come on with your. Cheating. But I will say, like, yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna say one snarky thing on the show, it's gonna be like the only way the Red Sox could win is if they cheat anyway. So that's right. From one Yankee that fan is, to all the Red Sox nation, say. good luck next year. Good well, luck next year, you so, cheating losers. <laughs> so also, you're like Miss Golf of America here on this show. Oh my god, uh, have you been watching the Masters? Tell the truth. I know. I know everything golf and and. Okay, so I was watching some pre-Masters coverage. Wow. This You were watching morning. the Masters before the Masters? I was watching the Masters before the Masters, but I also wow. have had very little to do lately, so that's Dedica- on me. Dedication. Well, I was paying attention to all the... There was basically like this reel of people talking about Bryson DeChambeau, who is like for... Uh, how would you describe him? He wears the like one of those little newsy caps, you know, like the the weird build ones that you wear if you're like a news boy. You're delivering the paper in the 1920s. Yeah, the, the newsies. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Are those just like newsy hats? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the yeah. I think so. Okay, okay. Sorry, I needed verification. <laughs> yes, I have the visual um, in my head. Well, he wears those little news. He wears a newsy cap of all sorts of colors and variety. And he's pretty stocky. Like, he's a big boy. Like, big boy. And usually you think of, like, the Tiger Woods as the world and the Rory McIlroys and, like, lean and skinny-ish. No. Bryson DeChambeau is a big, beefy dude who's, like, bursting out of his little 
like polo thing <laughs> and he drives the ball really really far that's all i can say he beefed off on the he beefed up on the off season is what i'm told and what i saw on tv and he can now drive the ball further than anyone and i think that's why he's so heavily favored is he just is an absolute beast it's wow. crazy i'm not going to add any color to that because i think you nailed the whole thing and i don't know anything about golf Thank you very, very much. Um, but I'm going to punt it to you and get off of the topic of uh, golf, although congratulations to Tiger Woods, who had a hell of a day one. Um, the weekend headlining the Super Bowl. You, I mean, I know that we're music industry people uh, as our day jobs and sports people as our night jobs. What do you think about the weekend headlining this Super Bowl? Super Bowl I mean, 55. I think it'll be pretty I think it'll be pretty epic. Like I think look, they're going to be it's going to be a bit weird and challenging. I think on our last episode we talked about, you know, that they're only going to be I think at about 20 or 25% capacity at the Super Bowl this year. So clearly that level of like enthusiasm and excitement, you know, won't be the same in, you know, the the stadium, but also I I mean, are they I wonder if he's going to actually be there physically or like are they doing that oh. virtually cuz like He's actually done some pretty cool, like, virtual stuff. So it'll – I mean, look, everyone in entertainment, similar to, to, to sports, as, as we've talked about, you know, has to get pretty creative with, uh, with what they're doing. So uh, knowing that he and his, his, uh, his past, he'll come up with something really incredible to do, I think. Oh, that is such a good question. I didn't really even consider the effects and reverberations of not having a crowd or a proper stadium would have on the halftime show. Oh, yeah, wow, totally. that'll be crazy. Totally. Hmm. Well, well, we'll have to see how that goes. And um, speaking of, of football, there's even more COVID to report this week, unfortunately. One of our headlines being the Baltimore Ravens officially having a player testing positive for coronavirus. So we have lots more to get into there. As I think, soon as we get into stardom, sit um, but um, I think next week when we do, or or, or not next week, but well, yeah, next week we're going to do a little mid-season breakdown for everyone, and I think we need to go through and like do a tally of like how many teams, if not all teams, have been affected by COVID in one way, shape, or form so far. Don't you think? That's a great idea. Yeah, and we promised that for this week, but we need more time to do some research for our mid-season <laughs> we'll, extravaganza. We'll but at least at least we can do a proper breakdown. Like we want to give everyone the best well-rounded understanding of the midseason for football. So I think that's a great idea, Michelle. And I think that we should definitely do a tally. And just overall, like we said earlier, like we're going to have to just zoom out and see what the league looks like because every week over week we're so granular about yep. what's going on on the ground for fantasy. So I think we've got to do it and see who's actually getting the coronavirus or not. Like who's making it safely across the 2020 finish line this year. I don't know. Well, speaking of fantasy, should we move along to uh, Stardom Sidham? I think we should. All right, Kate, it's time for my favorite segment, Stardom Sidham. We say that every time, but it's always our favorite segment. But it's my. But this ex- is our favorite segment. It's definitely my favorite segment, and an extra little bit of fun is it's also brought to you by our friends over at Champions Round. Yay, Champions Round! Woo! 
All right, so let's get into this. Uh, let's look let's look back pretty quickly here, um, as we do on some of our calls that we made from week nine. Um, I think I I moaned and groaned uh, about Zeke, as I'm sure many Zeke owners are doing. Oh yeah, big time, big time, big time, big time. Look, he I sat him last week. It ended it ended up being a good sit. I mean, he's been in single digit fantasy points for the last one, two, three, four weeks. So I sat him. I don't feel bad about it. I I watch those games and I'm just like, you know, I thought for a minute, I'm like, I'm going to sit Zeke and like, go figure he's going to go off. You watch that game against Pittsburgh, which was a nail biter. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, they're at the goal line and they just, they can't get in. They just can't do it. And Zeke can't do it. So it's just, I sat him last week. I feel good about my sit. I wonder, I'm actually very curious if other Zeke owners did the same thing and just finally pulled the plug on it. But um, I feel like that was a pretty good call of finally sitting him last week. It's hard to do it, but I just think you had to. Yeah, I, like I said last week, I think you're in a precarious situation just because it's really hard to sit your first string slash first round pick. Um, I was going to ask you, like, what is going on with Zeke? Like, I know you're watching the games. I know you're a Cowboys watcher for a couple of uh, formerly Dak, but also now Zeke. And That's it. Susan that, and I think blah, blah, you blah. just hit it on the head. I think he is just spiraling without Dak. I, I, I don't know if it's if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's just him as a person, you know, being on the, the, the field. Not really entirely sure, but, like, since that happened – you know, one would think or hope that someone like Zeke would step up knowing that, you know, Dak is gone, but it just hasn't happened. And so uh, I sat him last week. I'm not mad about it. Uh, and like I said at the top of the show, I'm so happy that they're on by because I don't even have to think about it this week. Yep, exactly. And hopefully it'll be a hard reset, but you just never, ever know. So hard sit, but good call. I like that call. Um, we had some other good calls too last week. I, I distinctly remember... Not only Chase Edmonds, but also Christian Kirk, and now also, which is spiraling into uh, my new nemesis in um, in just generally the Cardinals, <laughs> but specifically Kyler Murray. Like beautiful, beautiful work. Um, Chase Edmonds was a start last week, and that was a good call. Um, so I was happy about that. I was happy to see that like beginnings of a breakout start to happen. So Yo, I'm going to Chris- go ahead and pat myself on that back for, for sure. Chase Edmonds if we're talking about starts. Christian Kirk, dude, we called it last week and I'll just spoiler alert, tell you, I'm going to tell you to play him again this week. I mean, he's just been crushing it. Uh, he scored, let's see here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got like six touchdowns in the last four games. I mean, he's just, when you got someone like Kyler Murphy, just, you know, unload uh, Kyler Murray, just unloading the ball Christian Kirk has reaped all the benefits for that. So that was a good call last week. And then I think our other good one we had was, um, you know, Brandon Cooks and and be on the lookout for him. He had uh, Mm -hmm. 83 and a touchdown last week um, against that. You know, there was we we talked about it, but that was a great matchup, uh, you know, for Houston against uh, Jacksonville last week. I got to tell you what, just if we're going to call out some random players, this is not someone that we're looking back at for calling out as a boomer bust for week nine as of last week's episode. But I do want to give a shout to whoever the kicker is for Houston. I don't know who you are. Kai it's Kai Forbath. Fairburn? Yeah, it's Kai Forbath, right? Is that his name? I'm Forbath? Sure. Yeah. Uh, is that how you pronounce this name? I'm showing you on the screen. Kai me Fiburn? 
I oh, no. Kai Ph- I'm sorry. Such a- no, you're right. You're right. That is sorry. I, I'm Kai Forbath, yes, is a kicker, but for the Rams. Apologies. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I was like, is that how you pronounce Because it still starts with a K and starts with an F. So I was like, okay. No, I did and not nail that. His- oh, no, but like it could have. I can't read anyway. So it would not surprise me if that was his name. Um, Kaimi Fairburn, kicker for the Houston Texans had a great week against Jacksonville and I look forward to another great week against the Browns. They're very equally matched teams to play against. And, uh, he was a great kicker. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, um, I guess that's it because we were talking about the Texans. So I'm going to stop talking now. That's all. I think we should, uh, well, the last, last but not least, what I will say is we talked and I was very excited personally about the, uh, the Drew Brees, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady showdown last week. Let me, let me tell you something. Only one quarterback showed up to play. So, wow. Was there another quarterback who played in that game? I don't don't know. know, I know Drew Brees was was there, but that was, that was bad. So I was looking for, I was looking for a lot on both sides. (laughs) There was only one sided. Uh, and what was that game? 38 to three. Yeah. Is that how it ended? That was pretty gnarly. Speaking of injuries, in addition to Tom Brady's, uh, ego after that game last week, (laughs) we got a couple of, couple of newbies on here for you. Um, let's see, we've got big Ben. I don't know if you watched that game, but he, he had a knee injury and he's also on COVID watch list. I don't know. Everybody keep an eye on that one because I think the Steelers are trying to make sure that he can play. It sounds like, uh, I believe it was the tight end on um, Pittsburgh uh, came into close quarters with someone with COVID and Ben also was then close to that person. It seems like he'll probably be okay, but he definitely was limping around a bit. This COVID thing is just, you know, extra on top of it. So keep an eye on Big Ben. I know the Steelers want him to play, keep that undefeated season going. Um, so I'm sure anything that they can do, uh, you know, to keep him out there, they will. But just be aware of of that for Big Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin Jackson, who I talked about, really let me down last week, thought he was going to lead the charge for the Chargers. That was terrible, but I did it. Oh, and... good one, Michelle. <laughs> so funny. He's got a bit of a knee injury. Uh, McCaffrey. So this is kind of sad. So Christian McCaffrey comes back, starts lighting it up, and now he it looks like he potentially will be out again, but with a different injury to his shoulder. That sucks. Is, I mean... It sucks. What how do you do? Bad? Do you know how bad the shoulder injury is? I mean, I watched... Bad, I watched parts bad of that enough, game, but bad enough. You know what I mean? Like, look, it's got to be bad enough because they've had Oof. their number one player out, you know, for the entire season, basically at this Yikes. point. And then you finally get him back on the field, and you know, now he's not practicing. And he looked good. I know, I know. He looked good when he was playing. Damn. I Pray know. for McCaffrey owners who are all on watch right now. Probably I know. That's scary. A C- couple others here. Uh, Preston Williams is now on the IR uh, with a foot injury. Uh, Damian Harris uh, on the uh, Patriots has an ankle slash chest injury. I don't know how you injure both of those at the same time. <laughs> oh, your ankle chest. Perfect. <laughs> ankle Perfect. Chest. Yes. Yes. Know. As it goes. Um, Jack Doyle. So that will, well, this will be a pass. That's good for me. I know. It's good for you. This will already have happened with the Thursday night game, but he's in concussion protocol. Um, and then another big one, which will lead us nicely into uh, stardom sit him is uh, David Johnson. Uh, on Houston is out in uh, concussion protocol, it looks like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the whole outlook because you also, having Deshaun Watson, you're a pretty 
adamant follower of the Texans as it stands. I consider you sort of an expert there. Um, But the David Johnson concussion protocol and how that leads into running backs for week 10, do you want to start with Duke Johnson? I mean, I think uh, he's been an interesting one and kind of like an RB2 all season that I've been keeping an eye on, but now is actually viable. Do you have a feeling about Duke Johnson? I I I have a feeling you probably picked him up. Uh, I did pick him up. Wow, sneaky suspicion there. Uh, I like the matchup against Cleveland. I like the fact that he's going to get, you know, the majority of the carries over there. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he's trusted even though he's a he's a backup um, or a number two, whatever you want to say. But yeah, I like I like Duke Johnson this week for sure. I do too. And I also would like to call out um, that I really enjoy Duke Johnson's headshot because he has like, he is so muscular that his necklace is like a choker and it's supposed to be a regular necklace, but his, his like neck and shoulders are so big that he has a choker on. So shout out to Duke Johnson, who just seems like an all-star kind of guy and also is very swole. That's cool. I really love that added value comment for here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. That is why I'm your co-host, because I I really take a look at the stats and numbers and not at their chokers and hairdos. So, Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, I do like Duke Johnson. Um, I also like um, J.D. McKissick um, on the Washington football team. Uh, I think that's going to be a good matchup this week. Um, they, uh, they're, they're dealing with some injuries for, uh, Antonio Gibson over there. So I think this could be a good week for McKissick, who's already been doing fairly well. Um, but I think this hopefully, who knows, maybe this will be the week he gets in the end zone because he's going to be the one getting the looks. Oddly, I feel like, um, the, the Washington football team who we've always been like, you know, play anyone against the Washington football team and they don't score and they're the worst team in the league. They are no longer. I feel like they're on the up and up for what that's worth. Still not very good, but I do see people playing the JD McKissicks of the world, picking up the Washington football team defense, like it's kind of inching, inching, inching. So it is, it is that's interesting. Right. That's interesting. Yep. And is I inching. also Who- saw, and we'll, we'll, we'll have more to cover on that. I think also when we get to quarterbacks, so Anyway, um, but more on running backs. Anyone else you, else you want to running backs? Wanna... No, no, you. Um, sorry, I think I'm on a lag. Hello, hi. I, I think we're talking over each other, but my Wi-Fi sucks. So here we are, 2020. Um, I, I, I will say that I kind of busted last week for week nine in sitting Jarek McKinnon. Um, I'm again, not really sure what's happening with the San Francisco backfield. I still don't really know what kind of a call to make on this, but Jarek McKinnon last week put up some major points so just something to look out for and just in general running backs going back committee in San Francisco is interesting uh do your research and figure out who you want to play because it could be one of three people essentially um but Jared McKinnon had a really good week in week nine so I thought that was interesting um I also as always want to call out Tony Pollard especially with Michelle's astute understanding of Zeke just not being great right now without Dak Tony Pollard is probably available in the smaller leagues where folks aren't stashing him. So he's RB2 for the Cowboys. I would say go pick him up, even though they're on by. And if you have a spot available on your roster, go stash him. So those are my two words to the wise, but pretty, um, pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward. 
Uh, and then I feel like it's usual suspects with Josh Kelly, who should be good for week 10. This Chargers, backfield is, this Chargers backfield has just been kind of killing me, right? Like ever since Austin Eckler went out, who was like pretty much a dominant force, we've gone back and forth between Josh Kelly, Justin, uh, Joshua Jackson. Like we've gone back, uh, sorry, um, Justin Jackson. Yeah. We've just gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I just feel like I can't get a good read on, like, who who they want to go with there. You know what I mean? So, I, I, look, I, I entrusted uh, Justin Jackson last week in, in my roster. As we talked about, he unfortunately got injured, so really didn't do very much. Um, that said, if he does remain injured for this week, could be even better for, you know, Joshua Kelly. It's just been super confusing over there. I feel like we've just ping-ponged, you know, uh, running backs back and forth uh, for the Chargers. Yeah, I feel like that's right. And also one that is seeming to be um, a big one for this week and also L.A., but not the Chargers. The Rams is Daryl Henderson, who is back versus the Seahawks. Um, well, keep, and an eye, keep an eye on that one because he's not definitely back. I he's not would definitely be, back. I'm just saying. I would we, be thrilled if he was back because he will just put it down versus the Seahawks, I think. I'm just saying he's not definitely back yet. So if he's not, though, you know, folks could easily probably snag someone like Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown or uh, Cam Akers um, if if Henderson ends up being out. Oh, these are good ones. I just love I hate injuries. I hate people subbing in and out. That's what made it's making the season very manic. But it's fun. It is fun to talk about. So I think I think we should. I think we should. Um where shall we start? Because I have one person, but I'm still thinking through who else I want to shout out. So who do you got? I mean, I kind of like Carson Wentz this week. Like, I feel like we haven't really talked very much about the Eagles. Um, they've got, you know, obviously a matchup against the Giants, who are, are seemingly, you know, getting their heads out of their asses and starting to be a bit better. Um, but this is always such like a, you know, rivalry matchup. Um, I mean, if you look, you know, Carson's, you know, putting up points, putting up touchdowns. He's also putting up interceptions, so that is part of it. Um, but I do think, you know, he, he'll he look pretty good, um, you know, this week against uh, the Giants. So I, I like Carson Wentz. And again, someone we haven't really talked very much about, but, you know, he's been chugging along and has a great matchup this week. I think that's a good one. And I also, um, I don't, I have a little, it's definitely a sleeper, I would say. Um, although he had a really great week last week, but... Uh, similar to Carson Wentz, who maybe hasn't had the best fantasy season, but perhaps this is his breakout week. If you're struggling with your quarterback and you got to pick somebody up, um, Alex Smith is now, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, right? I don't know if anyone has seen the injury that Kyle Allen went down with for the Washington football team. It's rumored to be very similar to what Alex Smith went down with um, how many years ago, two or three years ago that took him a while and many, many surgeries, et cetera, to come back from. So I think like they're essentially switching spots and Alex Smith is now back in. I will say against the giants, he had 25 points, which is very good. And he's playing the lions this week and they are not good. So I may take a flyer on Alex Smith. If you really need one, I don't know. What do you think? Who knows? I mean, look, we we talked about it at the beginning. You know, 
odds are you somebody probably has you know patrick mahomes and matt ryan and if you're in a deep league and you can't pick anybody else up like there you go you need to take a flyer somewhere could be could be so my money is maybe it's on alex smith i think and i look forward to him having a good week because he averages out at 13 points per game do not let that fool you that's averaged with two games one where he was one point and one where he had 25 points so don't let it fool you how about your boy Tua what do you what do you think about your boy Tua man I am right in the middle there um I I don't know I don't know um I I still kind of feel like and this is after watching commentary from Rex Ryan and Matt Hasselbeck on ESPN but I kind of feel like maybe Tua is um a little early for him now that being said uh a showdown with joe burrow really like makes you know rookie step up to the table so um i think he is i'm kind of in the middle there i don't really know what Tua will do or wouldn't do because he is truly still a rookie and he didn't start until a couple games ago so that's my take what do you think i think he's been holding up pretty well um i think he'll i think he like you said you kind of nailed it like he it's early yeah, it's early. It's early. It's early. Sorry, that's my that's my cat feeder going off again. Oh man, how much do you feed that damn cat? Uh, he's a fat guy. Um, <laughs> so, so we'll see on to uh, we will see on Alex Smith. Interesting take on Carson. I think in general QBs are kind of like down to the wire. So hit us on socials at the Draft Queens on Instagram or at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter if you have questions leading up to game time because quarterbacks are finicky. But you know who's not finicky and always is fun? Your boy Christian Kirk and the rest of the wide receiving core. Talk about him. Go off, sound off. I know I mean, it's coming. I like you're you're gonna have to go back and like find all the things I said at the beginning of the season about like Kyler and Arizona and this receiving core because like it is it's held up. Like Christian Kirk is sick. I love this guy. Um he's got touchdowns in his last three games. Um, you know, look. Sometimes, like I said, it's those long, like, 80-yard for a touchdown. But so what? For fantasy, that's yeah. great. If he catches one ball and it's 80 and a touchdown or a couple balls, like, you're good. But last week he actually went, you know, he had five catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. So, I don't know. This guy's just been extremely reliable when, you know, look, we talked so much about DeAndre Hopkins, rightfully so, amazing. But now that you've got this guy as well as a weapon and, and, and it's consistent, I don't, I'm just going to sing his praises every week so far. Listen, I, I know you have not been sleeping on Christian Kirk. I know. I it, have not. And definitely not. You have not, but a lot of people have been sleeping on him. So I think you're right there. And if also he's not speaking rostered pe- in 100% of leagues yet, then y'all are just silly. Come let's on. Check. Okay, let, let's check. Okay, let's check. Because now I need to know. So let's see. Like, come uh, on. I had someone else pulled up on my app but now I need to know where is Christian Kirk do you have him pulled up uh I don't I don't Christian where are you there we go okay he's rostered on 81 percent of teams all right and he started on 42 percent I don't know people get him in your lineups Get them in your lineups. You know who's another fun one? Who? That I slept on 
And I'm going to pull him up again. Do, 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 do. Oh, also, RIP Alex Trebek. Oh, oh my weird. God. Did you even know? Sorry. You, you didn't even realize you did that. That's so, that's how. I didn't even realize it. So much of a staple that dang show is. Oh, I love that guy. Um, RIP Alex. And pivoting to another, people sleep on this guy. I slept on him, but I would assume that you didn't as a Teddy Bridgewater stan. But Curtis Samuel on the Panthers, he is a big fat yes from me. So he's rostered in 50% of leagues and started in 33. And that is legit. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what he can do again this week. And um, it is the da, 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 da. the Panthers are playing the Buccaneers, who we know didn't have a great week last week, Michelle. No, their D and... looked way better at the beginning, beginning of the season. Obviously did not look so great against the Saints. I like the Curtis Samuel play. I think he's been getting, you know, some, some additional looks with K- Christian McCaffrey being big out. Big time, big time. You know, the other thing is, though, look, you still have Robbie Anderson. You still have DJ Moore. There's, there's definitely some depth there. Um, but it does seem that, you know, he and uh, Teddy have been finding – um, you know, some uh, some consistency there because he's got touchdowns in the last two games. Yeah, the only thing I can see is that he just is, from the first five games of the season versus the most recent five games of the season, he has just been averaging like double the points. So that's pretty cool to watch someone like on the up and up. So big fan of Cur- Curtis Samuel, and he is only rostered in half of leagues. So go, go pick him up if you can get him. Is there anyone any else? More, yeah, any more uh, pass catchers, or should we move over to uh, some tight ends? Well, I have a two-second question for you before tight ends, and right. that is I am on the fence about anyone on the Patriots because I just don't know what's going on, and most specifically, Jacoby Myers, um, although the Patriots are playing the Ravens. I don't know, Michelle. You're a Patriots fan. What is like what's going on with the Patriots? This is me being too close to fantasy and not understanding what's happening because the Patriots just aren't good this year, right? I think the Jacoby Myers is a reach for this week. I think that was I'm not saying he's bad, but I think that was obviously a huge, you know, 169 yard breakout week. I don't definitely don't see that happening again against the Ravens. I feel like Cam started out you know, looking solid. And then I don't know if like the COVID threw him off his game or what, but he hasn't looked very good since he came back from that. I think this is a really, really tough matchup for um, the Patriots this week. And I I personally would stay away from the majority of folks on that team, unless maybe you're trying to find someone on their run game, you know, since um, Damian Harris is out. But uh, I'm a little nervous about that matchup as a fan and as a fantasy, you know, person. It's the Ravens, and and the Patriots haven't been looking great. I had to ask the question, and um, now we know. Now we know. Thank you for that information. (laughs) Um, The Patriots beat the Jets. Is that right? Is that what just happened in Week 9? I think. I, I think so. Anyway, I watched some game, and it was not pretty for the Patriots to the point where I just fell right asleep and that's scary that's scary like that is not the legacy that the Patriots lead no they they barely beat the Jets they barely beat the Jets yeah yeah that's okay you shouldn't barely you shouldn't barely beat a team that's 0 and 8 but that's that's where the Patriots are 
you know, rebuilding. I don't know. What else do you say? Listen, when you have a black cat that ran through MetLife <laughs> and cursed your whole stadium, that's what happens. There you go. That's what happens. Um, but neither here nor there. I just wanted to ask about the Patriots and where to go, especially with Jacoby Myers, who had that breakout run, like you said. Um, but wide receivers aside, tight ends. Do you want to pivot and talk about who could be the pickup for week 10? Who do you think? So I've been looking at this a little bit, and normally I wouldn't steer folks to uh, someone on the um, Giants, as as you know. I was just going to say, I was going to say that. I can't but, believe you're about to say this. I know, but like Mark Ingram hasn't been that bad. If anything, he's been like kind of the like, I don't know, the, the, the silver lining for the Giants? I don't know. I mean, yeah. look, the Giants, like I said earlier, they've kind of gotten their heads out of their asses um but I I don't know it could be uh, sorry uh, not Mark Ingram I'm confusing my guys I'm sorry uh Evan Ingram my bad yeah um but Evan yeah I'm sorry I'm confusing my Ingrams um but Evan Ingram you know I think has been their silver lining over there and he's 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 putting up points and he's reliable um and so as as Danny maybe we'll bring him back to nickels instead of pennies as as he kind of you know gets going again if this is a guy that he trusts, then look, most touch, uh, sorry, most uh, tight ends are like touchdown or bust, right? So if you look yes, at Evan, if you look time. at Evan Ingram, he hasn't scored a touchdown until last week. So that's the only reason I'm sort of question marking. Like, okay, is that going to be the new trend? Like, has has have have they found like a reliable guy over there? If so, it's worth looking at him. But again, he's definitely a boomer bust. It's a touchdown or or you're not getting much out of him. But he uh, he's looked good you know, uh, out on the field yeah. for the Giants. No, I know it for sure. And a la the Mark Andrews of the world, not Mark Ingram, but if we're talking about Mark's, Mark Andrews is was big time bust this week, and that was not fun to watch. Um, but thinking about who could be boom for week 10, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling about um, Austin Hooper, and the Browns mm-hmm. like it. I, f- I feel like the Browns Texans in general is just an interesting game. So a la picking up Duke Johnson for your running back slot. I also feel like picking up Austin Hooper could be, it's a pretty evenly matched game, right? Um, so Austin Hooper, who is tight end for the Browns. Uh, he is back on the field after missing how many games? I don't I even he know. Missed two, he missed two or three with that appendix situation. Yeah. His poor appendicitis or epidemic. Ep- ep- Oh, God. Uh, appendectomy, the word go. that you taught me. There yes, you go. Yes. So he's been out since week seven against the Bengals. He is now back week 10 against the Texans. Pick him up. He is rostered in half of leagues and started in very few. So I bet he's available. Um, similarly, I've got a feeling about Jordan Reed. I don't know why, but also I don't trust the San Francisco 49ers. So if you're really itching for somebody to pick up, maybe pick him up. Um, Again, that's only if you're itching. But he's been on the IR slash COVID list for quite a while. He's also, we talked about it, he's made of glass. So he's kind of like, um, he's a risky. He's a risky for sure. Uh, But I do have him benched on, on on my personal team. However, if you're really itching for someone, Jordan Reed is available, and he is a great player. So Yeah, I, I, I agree, though. I think that leads us right into the streaming Ds. I mean, I love picking up New Orleans against San Francisco. I think, 
you know, San Francisco's kind of grasping at straws. Jordan Reed has definitely had some, you know, has had some some great games in his day. But um, I think even especially after seeing what New Orleans did to the Tampa Bay offense last week, um, I'm not sure I love Jordan Reed, but I do like the Saints D against San Francisco. Yeah, I um, I like it too. And also, who is their quarterback right now? Like, is it still Nick Mullins? Or who is playing for the 49ers? I think it's still Nick Mullins. So that'll be interesting. He really, um, uh, <laughs> he just looked really terrible. The poor guy. I know he's an athlete, but it's just, it's taking a while to warm up and uh, to give for the 49ers, especially without Garoppolo. So I like that take also. And then um, I personally, I mean, I'm trying to figure out who to stream. I haven't streamed anyone this week because I'm so fed up with my team. I currently am sitting with the Vikings defense against the Bears. I don't know where I sit on that one. Like that could go, that's one of those swing ones that you just don't know which way it will or won't go. Um, I just think that's a defensive game. Yeah, it's a defensive game. It'll be fun. And uh, the Vikings did fairly well against the Lions last week, obviously. Sorry, Lions. Uh, but put up 14 points. And I feel like if you're staying in that same like general area of um, skill, it's going to be a big D game. So I'm sticking with the Vikings. But either way, I feel like you probably can't go wrong because uh, both offenses just aren't really sticking. So either Chicago or Minnesota, give it a try if you're streaming a D. I like it. Anyone else or anything else, Michelle, that we should talk through? Because we've been talking for an hour, and I feel like we've said all we can say. It's all I got for this week. But is there more? Is there more? I mean, we're at the midseason point. There is so much to be said, and sometimes I wonder if we're overlooking things. But I think um, we've covered a swath. It's a lot to say, and there's a lot to be done before Week 10 actually kicks off in... I don't know, like an hour from now, we're recording at six o'clock on a Thursday. So it, it kicks off pretty soon, but anyone else or anything else or any feelings you want to talk about? Uh, I am, I am spent for today's episode. Well, you are wearing a really cute hat right now and the hat, it has a peace sign on it and I'm getting the vibe that it may be time to leave our listeners. Uh, if you are following us on social media, we love you. If you're not, we look forward to loving you at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. If you have made it this far in the podcast, you are a champion. You are our week 10 heroes. And we would love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And it does actually help if you leave us a five-star review. So please go ahead and do it on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined. And um, as always, we'll be coming to your earballs every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we have a very special episode coming up next week. We don't know when it's going to drop. Just stay tuned to our feed. But it will be our midseason extravaganza. And we'll be taking like a 30,000-foot view, looking at the state of the NFL and the league, and taking a little step back away from fantasy so we can evaluate where teams are at and think about which players going forward into the rest of the year will really benefit you fantasy-wise. So, Michelle, any last words for our listeners? We out. <laughs>